We are one week closer to the first major of 2021, the Masters. Please join us next week where we'll have a mega preview pod with Johnny, Mark, and Tim, and myself. It should be a lot of fun to talk about the Masters, one of the greatest sports weeks of the year. Um, in this episode, Johnny joins me to break down the WGC match play, a pretty anticlimactic Sunday in Austin, Texas. We also preview the Valero Texas Open and give our picks. Here we go. Welcome to your best bets. We are coming off a very anticlimactic Sunday on the PGA Tour. Uh, we are only seven days away from talking about the Masters. I can't wait for that. <clears throat> so we just got to manage to get through this uh, podcast talking about the Texas Open. Um, we'll make it work. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll give you hopefully some good picks and uh, break down what we saw last weekend. Johnny Strouser is with me. Johnny, how are we doing tonight? Not too bad. Not too bad. Thanks for asking. Good to be here and ready to, to manage this podcast, like you said, so we can uh, uh, get on to Masters Week next week. So we both bet Spieth in Phoenix, and uh, that was the week that he really kind of made his way back onto the scene. And... Uh, I think we both kind of laughed and were like, yeah, this is probably getting the cart before the horse. But actually, it wasn't because I think we both got him for plus 4,000. And yep. he's he's down in the the low teens right now. So that uh, that was a smart play. And um, damn, he's looking good at, at this point for uh, getting in contention next week, don't you think? Oh, for sure. Um, I think we kind of laughed at our, our at ourselves for uh, for for you know putting putting money on speed that early and everything. But I mean, it was you know I think we had our, our our reasons based on course history and possible trending of of play. And um, he's really proven that uh, you know he's he's definitely on the path to to getting back. And I actually saw him at uh, uh, plus twelve hundred in some of the books. So. Getting him at plus four thousand when we did is a pretty good move here, and I'm gonna, you know, recommend I'm sure next week when we do the podcast that uh, he's gonna be a good bet going forward. But like the way his game is is uh, moving in the right direction, and I'm looking forward to seeing uh, him back at Augusta here and see if he can contend. That iron play continues to to be strong, and uh, the worst thing he can do. This week is when the Texas Open. I think we need we need like a yeah. sixth or seventh place finish, you know, um, just to kind of yeah. keep this keep this moving. But not uh, don't want to see him win. Uh, but we'll get to that in a second. We'll talk about the uh, the WGC match play from this past week in Austin. Uh, Billy Horschel, I guess, gets his sixth yeah sixth PGA Tour win, uh, beating Scotty Scheffler in the final and. 
which was it was just an awful Sunday of golf. You can't really say much else. At least Sunday afternoon of golf, it just wasn't good. It's uh, there was I think two birdies, but no birdie putts made. Um, I think the last birdie was Horschel chipping in on five. Um, I suppose the morning matches and the semis were at least okay, um, but the, the championship match was not good. It was not great TV, and I think that was that's that's a bit of a, a nightmare situation for the PJ Tour and the NBC. Um, you know, to have a match that's just so um, I don't want to say miserable, but it just wasn't it wasn't a good watch. Uh, what did you think of the final? I completely agree because it was it was very subpar golf, but you know when you look at it, they're they're probably coming in um, on Monday, and they might get nine holes uh, Monday, nine holes Tuesday, and then they're playing a match Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and they gotta they gotta play hard because you know you gotta be able to get out of that that bracket there, and then you've got two rounds of golf on Saturday and two rounds of golf on, on Sunday. It's not the easiest golf course to walk, but mostly the the high winds. I think it was in the in the teens on Saturday, and then it was in the uh, teens to low twenties on Sunday. And playing one round of golf in that amount of wind was usually kind of tough enough, but having to play multiple rounds of golf and having to win these matches and, and play at the highest level possible is quite the ask. I mean, fatigue is just going to set in both physically and emotionally and and i think by the end of the end of the week there you know those last two guys well really i mean even the consolation match between perez and kuchar it was kind of the same thing where you everybody was just kind of kind of gassed both physically and mentally and it really really was a struggle to watch and you know nbc had a lot to to, to kind of make it interesting there because it was a lot of bad shots and, and a lot of airtime to fill in between shots there. And, you know, it was one of those things that as I think this is a reason why you don't see a lot of match play events because it gets kind of unpredictable and, and bad golf sometimes is the only golf when you've got a, a tournament like this with eliminations. And, and we kind of saw the end of, of, well, the beginning of the week, it was pretty good. And then it progressively got worse. And then by the end of it, it was like, all right, Cannot wait for this match to get over with here. Let's just get it done with and move on to the next event. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think Friday afternoon was pretty fun when, you know, the group winners were being determined. There was a ton of playoffs to determine who was going gonna go on to the round of sixteen. Uh that was that was that was a fun afternoon to follow, to watch. Um and, and Saturday was even pretty good too with the round of 16 and then the, the, the eight playing and getting down to the final four. But um, I, I think you're right. I think by the time they get to Sunday, seven rounds of golf is it's, it's kind of insane over uh, five days and it's uh, it, it wears them out. And uh, at least that's, that's a thought. And uh, yeah, not, not, not having, I guess the the amount of match play that they have during the season, just this tournament, and then either the Ryder Cup or Presidents Cup, um, and so you think, oh, and maybe a match play tournament here or there would be would be nice. I think it would be nice if you have if you have a marquee final, you know, with with a a big name like a top five player like a, a Rory McIlroy, and it's entertaining. There's a bunch of birdies being made. 
but this is a bit of a nightmare scenario where I think I think I would I was okay with the the guys in the final Horschel and Scheffler. I love watching Scheffler play. I think he's uh, I think he's going to be an American stalwart for the next 10, 12 years. Um, you know, makes a ton of birdies. And Horschel, I, I could I could leave him. I'm not I'm not a huge Horschel guy. He's one of these guys to me that uh, I think he thinks he's a lot better than he is. Um, and I guess he has won six times, so I got to give it to him. Um, but uh, he's kind of rubs me the wrong way. I don't know what it is about about Billy Ho, but uh, <laughs> but this final was the, on paper it looked like it was going to be good, and um, I, it just it just wasn't it wasn't a great watch. So I don't I don't have a ton to say about uh, you know those two guys other than what I just said. Uh, Scheffler is going to like we've said before about him. He's close, and uh, I think it's a matter of time for him and. Horschel just continues to pick off a win every year, year and a half, it seems like. And uh, um, and we'll get to some other other items uh, on the tournament. Um, but there wasn't even, even anything like fun or controversial or, you know, on Sunday because it was just, I don't know, it was just blah. It was kind of like the Honda last, uh, you know, last week. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't. There really wasn't anything anything noteworthy. I think I was pretty excited just to see Scotty Scheffler in uh, in the final winning these matches. Uh, Dallas native went to the University of Texas, um, where they they used Austin Country Club uh, quite a bit there for their practice facilities. So he kind of had that. Well, he did have that that uh, home course and home crowd advantage and everything. It was, it was going to be interesting to see how he could perform, you know, with, uh, with most of the golfing guys on him because him being kind of the young and upcoming player, you know, is he going to be a Ryder cup player in, in future years? Is he going to be one of those guys that he seems to be uh, projecting out to be, but that, uh, but it just, it just didn't end up happening. Um, he hit the ball. Okay. Uh, he's got some issues with uh, with his golf swing, where he's got some footwork stuff that uh, that can kind of make it his his uh, his shots be a little less consistent, and he and then he'd have to rely on his putter, and kind of got exposed with uh, with some poor putting there on that uh, that final round there. So, other than that, yeah, there really wasn't much to say for that. It did start out really good. I I did enjoy the pod play. I think half of the the pods end up going to a playoff is what they said. So that was pretty cool to watch and and real fun to see and and how competitive that was. But yeah, there's there's not much we can do to really drum up what happened Sunday as this really really fun thing. I mean, it's a great golf course, great field. Yeah. Um, it just it just uh, you know didn't deliver on this particular weekend. I do love the golf course. It is it is a great mm-hmm. match play golf course. Uh, it's a great TV golf course too. Um, yeah, as far as some of our 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 group picks from last week, we d- we did have some good ones. We we talked a lot about Brian Harmon, um, and he did advance to the round of sixteen. And I, I actually thought for a while he was just going to win this thing. Um, we talked about Spieth quite a bit. Um, I think we talked to EVR. Yeah, Eric Van Royen. He got yep. out. Um, I mean, we, even the guys we we mentioned Scheffler. We talked about Bubba potentially flashing. Um, so there was a lot of good group picks. Um, and 
But I, I'm I'm more than happy to to move on past past that event as far as betting because it 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 was really difficult to bet as we predicted. A um, couple of other storylines that came from the uh, tournament. Um, I'm already smiling about this one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's so ludicrous to me. To I I just I can't I can't. Uh. So. I guess this was, yeah, this was Friday, Friday afternoon. And uh, so Dustin Johnson's group, we talked about it uh, last Monday that it's just on paper, you had a hard time seeing how he didn't get through. And of course he doesn't get through, but he was in a position to do that on Friday. All he had to do was, he had, I think he just had to at least tie Kevin Nod to at least get into a playoff and a win would have got him through. And he was one up playing the 11th hole and he hits it to about, I, I would say just under 10 feet. And a really makeable putt, and he horseshoes it, and it it ends up about six inches from the hole. And uh, he takes about seven or eight seconds. I know that because I just watched the video today. It takes about seven or eight seconds to get up there, and he just kind of knocks it out of the way. And uh, Kevin now has a three footer. Um, which did he did he putt that or did he not putt that? Do we know that? I think he putted it. Oh no! You know okay. what? No, he didn't. I think because he, no, he didn't putt that. It was actually he didn't. Okay, okay, okay. So they have the hole, um, but uh, so Kevin Kevin I didn't actually tell him that six inch putt was good, which is whatever. I don't know why it took him more than one second to say that's good. Um, so DJ next out of the way. And then you see they kind of flash forward Kevin Na going over to him and, and saying that, you know, that was that was going to be good, but I did not say that was good yet in, in so many words. Condescendingly puts his, his hand on DJ, DJ's shoulder, um, you know, the number one fucking player in the world, the best player in the world. And uh, Kev, Kevin Na does this, man. I just feel like he's like a drama queen. He He's like, he gets, he's... Uh, he wants that stage, you know, this, the walking in the putts, it's getting really old to me. And then, so then he goes on a run and then he beats DJ on the 18th hole. And he, he walks in like an eight footer to stick it to him. Um, he has nothing to play for, by the way, uh, at that yeah, point, he was eliminated. Yeah. And, um, I, I, who knows if it got to DJ or not, probably, I mean, nothing gets to him. He probably doesn't care. He was already on, uh, you know, he was probably done with the tournament as soon as he walked off the 18th hole, but kind of became a big deal. Um, what's uh, what's your take on the whole incident? And uh, <laughs> I, I I don't know if you vary on the opinion from uh, you from me than uh, from Kevin Na, but uh, uh, I'm I'm interested to hear what you have to say. <laughs> this was just so bizarre to watch. Like I had I I I was at home watching it and. Um, it was just the the weirdest thing. So, just for for those that for match play to stroke play for for people listening here, match play you can actually concede putts um, to to your opponent there. So, if your opponent has six feet, you can tell him the putt is good. You just tell him it's conceded, it's good, pick it up, you know, something like that. You have to base it well verbally for the most part. Tell them that the putt is good. Most of the time, if it's two and a half feet or less 
and it depends on the situation. You you'll end up giving the guy the putt. These PGA Tour guys on these great greens, they just don't miss putts here. So, so what DJ did was is he lipped out that putt from you know six feet and literally had six inches. He just kind of raked the ball back to him, so he just picked it up because anybody who plays golf, anybody who's listening to this, whatever your handicap is, you're not going to miss that putt. So the number one player in the world is not going to miss that one either. So, you know, it was good. And why, you know, so in theory, in 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 the, le- the you know, whatever the law or the rule is, is yes, Kevin Nall was correct. But my God, the fact that he had to call him back onto, the, onto that green, put his hand on his shoulder and get the caddies around there too to explain to him what he did wrong, the number one player in the world. And this isn't, we're not talking about Patrick Reed or somebody like that, that you, you know, you, you're not going to trust. That's just going to kind of quick rake the ball back and, you know, assume that he's been given the putt. I've played um, in, in some club events with people at my golf course where they've done that, where they've assumed a putt is good and, and, and quick you know, quick raked it, whatever. But, I mean, come on. To pull the guy back onto the putting green and, and basically embarrass him, you know, and then kind of scold him and, and, like you said, put his hand on his shoulder like that, it's just – that just kind of aggravated me like that. Like, it's okay that he, he took the ball away. It's okay that he, he told him about it. But it's like, dude, when you're walking to the next tee – just kind of walk up to him and say, "Hey, dude, this was—I didn't give this to you. It was good. Just be careful next time. Just wait for me to concede the putt. Something like that. Don't make a big deal about it. But my God, to create that kind of drama against Dustin Johnson, even—I mean, that's—he's what probably probably the most relaxed guy out there. You know, just seemingly coolest dude out there, and he's and he's trying to, you know, give him a lesson in front of everybody, and it's like that." that that kind of stuff, I mean, I understand him saying it, but you've got to pick when you do it. You you can't you can't give him a, a a golf lesson like that, an etiquette lesson in front of you know, in front of all these cameras and everything. You just can't do that to, to Dustin Johnson. So Tell, I, I don't know if that's what you think or, or whatever. I know I, I'm sure, you know, he's he's what Nas been doing with this kind of this newfound like arrogance i guess and, and, and stuff. <laughs> yeah i mean it's not the walking in a putts either it's just kind of the way he kind of walks and talks when he when he plays well it's like i'm not sure who you know you're talking to you know right right I, I, i'm telling you he he wanted that stage on the 11th green where everyone could see him because if you're right he could have easily said that when the cameras weren't on them and they were you know they were walking to the next tee for sure um, and, and, and then he even did like a post round interview about it as well. I'm like, are you kidding me? This guy's not even getting out of his group. And we're, uh, I just, I just didn't like the whole thing. There's, there's a, you, yeah, by the letter of the law, he was right. But just by a reasonability, common sense standpoint in, in sports that, that was just, that was unnecessary. Um, we're not talking about a three footer. We're talking about, a, I mean, it was inches, like six inches maximum. Um, so I'm just, I'm yes. just, I'm done with Kevin. Nah. I'm, done, I'm done with the Kevin now nah show. Um, and uh, anything else out of the WGC match play for you 
as far as anything to any anybody noteworthy or anything that happens that uh, you want to discuss? Um, well, I'll just some of the guys who I was kind of not hoping, but I guess from a betting uh, standpoint, hoping would play well um, and kind of expecting it that, that I want to keep an eye on because I, I think they're worth looking into with with uh, the Masters coming up in a week here. Um, was really intrigued with how Bubba Watson played, uh, looked to be in pretty good spirits, and his golf game was was looking pretty solid. Um, you know, he's he's traditionally a guy who plays well on golf courses he feels comfortable with, and, you know, he's got – He's got a couple green jackets, so he's a guy that uh, I was I was really kind of excited to see as far as for betting and everything. And then, you know, like we talked about, Jordan Spieth uh, playing pretty well. So, um, I mean, other than that, I just you know look at these guys who finished pretty high. This is a good field to look at to see who played pretty well. I, I think some of that can kind of translate into good play. Uh, next week at Augusta because a lot of them aren't going to play this week in Texas. So they're, they're going to take this momentum from the match play over to the Masters. And I could see a translation from guys who played well there uh, to playing well at Augusta. Well, it's kind of interesting. A lot of the top names, um, I guess the top 10, I mean, there's it's been a lot of hit and miss from these guys. I don't know if any one of them really played well this week. I mean, I guess you could argue Rom, but even what I saw of him, he wasn't on point. I think he was kind of willing his way through these matches to get to where to get to the final eight guys to where he got. Um but I mean DJ seems to be scuffling a little bit. Rory has been I mean, God, he was awful. Uh Wednesday, the first match against Poulter, he got housed. Um, yeah. um, I mean, so if you just, I mean, if you just look, I mean, obviously JT won, but I mean, uh, recently, but a lot of these top guys, there's been a lot of hit and miss. I really think it, I really think it's a very wide open field and I don't want to get ahead of ourselves because we're going to have a mega preview pod next, next Monday uh, for the masters. But I really think the door is wide open for a lot of guys, uh, for the masters. I think it's going to be great. Um, before we get to the Texas open, um, I just want to do a, a, a couple minutes on the Ryder cup, the specifically, specifically the, the U S Ryder cup standings. Um, a lot of movement has happened, I guess in the last couple of weeks, and with the big question mark of Brooks Kepka's health uh, for the rest of the season, I mean, I, I, I don't know if you heard this. I, I heard Brad Faxon, um, who apparently is some insider, but Brad Faxon said uh, he, he heard Brooks might be out up to eight months um, and that, that this might be a big, big knee uh, issue he has going on. So if that's the case, uh, you, you might not be seeing Brooks in the Ryder Cup. Um Right now, so the you know, so the top six are locked in. They get the automatic bids, so to speak. DJ, Bryson, JT, Brooks, Morikawa, and Xander are the top six. So if Brooks isn't playing, you still figure those other five guys are pretty much locks. Can't you agree? Yes. Yeah, I would. Uh, I would definitely put those five. And and uh, just to kind of uh, echo what you said about Brooks, I heard the same thing. I tend to kind of believe it. I mean, this was a kind of a surprise thing. I mean, he was 
he came back for a little while, and I'm just wondering if something doesn't feel right, and they're gonna, you know, just look to make a major surgery here. And and sometimes these surprise procedures that they these guys have are usually pretty significant because they don't want it to get out uh, and get the rumor started. So the top five. I mean, with excluding Brooks, I think is a is pretty well dead set. I mean, I don't see anybody other than through injury uh, losing, you know, right. um, falling out and not and not being at worst a captain selection. But I could see easily these five guys came, uh, qualifying. Right, right, yeah. So even if they fell out of the top six, I mean, I, it's pretty much a given that Steve Stricker would be using any one of his picks on these guys. Obviously, um, the seven through. 12 spots uh a little bit of a shakeup recently patrick reed tony finau daniel berger webb simpson horschel moves up to 11th in the standings and patrick cantley is at 12 um so obviously past the top six spots automatically being locked in there is six captains picks um and if you if you even look down into the top 25 there's some guys that have really been playing well um you know, we've been, I think we can kind of agree that Patrick Cantley is going to be on this team. It would be a shocker if he wasn't. Probably a guy like Finau. Huge question mark would be Patrick Reed. Does he make this team based on what happened the last Ryder Cup? Um, so you look at guys like Horschel, Max Homa, who have been playing well, um, Daniel Berger. Um, you know, guy like, and I mentioned Ryan Palmer last week. I, I still think he's a really good fit for Whistling Straits, uh, long course. He's a longer hitter. Um, and then even further down, Jordan Spieth, I think, I think you know, there's just a lot of these guys that you have to consider. Who would be your um, your captain's picks as of today? Let's put you on the spot. Let's And let's just assume that Brooks is not going to be healthy. So you have seven picks to go along with those five guys we already oh, mentioned. Oh, man. I did not know we were going to have to pick. Oh. I was going to have to make a pick today. But, this That's a good question because there are so many good players that are going to be left off this team. There is, um, yeah. But, I, you know, that doesn't mean that they're going to be better than the Euros because the Euros – you know, could come into Whistling Straits and just thrash this team like like they have, you know, <laughs> over the past 10 years, it seems. Um, man, so I get seven picks here. I I am going to pick, because it's right now, I'm going to pick Patrick Reed. Um, I, I think he's going to put. I think he can, he can play well enough, and right, like right now he's playing well enough. Now we'll see what this summer entails. I mean, he's going to have to show – something here to deserve a spot because as good of a Ryder cup player, he was, you know, five years ago or whenever that was, I mean, it doesn't mean anything, you know, lately. I mean, no in team Europe's afraid of Patrick Reed. So, you know, yeah. he's got to, he's going to have to be playing, but guys I like uh, traditionally are going to be guys who can make putts um, because that's, that is all the European team does every Ryder cup to the American team is make putt. So, you know, you got to look at that. I'm going to go Patrick Reed. Uh, we'll, we'll go Patrick Cantlay, the obvious one. My goodness. Um, how, how is he 12th, I, by the way? He, I, 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 I just don't know if he – I don't think he plays a – he hasn't played a real full schedule. And, you know, he, he skips a lot of the Florida events. True. So he – 
he hasn't played a ton and you know he's withdrawn from a couple here and there and he, he's he's almost an underperformer when it comes to Ryder Cup points and he should be in that top five I mean I would think pretty much all the time because you look at a guy like Brooks Kepka who doesn't play half as much as Cantley yeah. and, and Brooks is fourth so yeah, I think it's just uh, it's just one of those things that is the way Cantley's schedule is. Um, I do like Webb Simpson. Um, get, the guy can get the putter going, and like in the kind of the joke is, is you could pair him up with anybody, and you can pair him up with. I mean, his game, his game, and his attitude and, and everything like that I think complements everybody. And if you're going to pick Patrick Reed, you're going to have to find someone that can play with him. And unfortunately, Webb got stuck with Reed. Uh, what was it uh, in France there? And well, and at the Webb played good. And at the Presidents Cup in, in 19. Oh, that's right. And at the Presidents Cup, yeah. Webb played good, didn't he? Yeah. So. I mean, poor poor Webb Simpson. He's gotten stuck with Bubba a lot yeah. in Ryder Cups, and and they they stick him with Reed. I mean, he kind of deserves better. He de- he definitely deserves better, but he's the one who you know just will go along with anything, and he'll be the team player. And I, I think his, his his character, how he gets along with everybody, and I mean he makes putts. He can he's turned himself into a into a good putter, and you know he's a pretty consistent player, and I, I do like him. Um, so we got him. So you pick three. Tony Finau. Do you pick Tony Finau? I he played good in France. Yeah. yeah, I think you have to. Great, great course fit too. Great course fit. Great course fit. I mean, I, I don't. I liked him at uh, Rome, Melbourne. Um, I don't think I know how great he played, but he's another, uh, you know, team team clubhouse guy, and you know, he's he's good in those alternate shots, and I think he's too talented to to leave off of your your roster there. Yeah. So that's that's four. Four. Okay, I, I was waiting for this one. I was trying to make this guy the last one, but I'm gonna have to keep him on the list here. No, I'll, I'll wait on him. Kevin Kisner. If mm. they freaking take him off, if they if they don't play him now, the problem with Kisner, the problem I've got with Kevin Kisner is why is he 18th? If I was Steve Stricker and they were like, you know, if if he ever questioned why he didn't get picked. It would be well. Why? Why are you barely inside the top twenty? I mean, you know these right. these Ryder Cup guys. You know, you think they want to be more consistent, you know, on a weekly basis here, and that's what's always wondered for me about Kevin Kisner. Is yeah, he's a great match play player, but why is he he there? But he he's going to fit in, and he again he's going to be a good uh, um, clubhouse guy. I would pick Kisner. My next guy, who, like I said, I was going to wait till last, I would pick Jordan Spieth. Um, mm-hmm. He's trending. I, I think he's going to come close to making the team. Yeah. Um, being down at 22nd, though, I it'll be tough for him to actually qualify on the top six. But Spieth's a good match play player, and his putting is acceptable enough to where he can, uh, you know, he'll be pretty good. And then I think you're going to have to team – uh, you got to find somebody to play with Justin Thomas that, you know, since, you know, Tiger's not going to be there and Ricky's not going to be there. So, you know, I think, uh, I think Spieth. And how many more do I got? They got one more. One more. 
I really, I'm hoping the last guy, and I would not pick him today. I'm hoping the last guy would be Matthew Wolf, but yeah, I he's not he's not good right now, so you can't pick him. So I'm hoping he'd be the guy, um, but I, I'm thinking I would do Scotty Scheffler. I think it, we're keeping these young guys in here. What worries me about Scotty Scheffler, obviously, is his putting. He had several putts um, to to tie or win some holes on that Sunday afternoon match, and uh, that's always been his uh, his Achilles' heel. There is is not making putts, and that really scares me because you look at any of these guys on the European team, like I, I've, I've mentioned multiple times already here. You look at a guy like Tommy Fleetwood, who could be playing terrible, and this guy makes everything in the Ryder Cup, and and that's the that's the kind of guys that you need. So. I would try. I, I would go Scheffler. He's going to have to show me some consistency throughout the year because there's a lot of other guys you could take ahead of him. But I think you've got to bring in this these these young guys. And you know, the I think the American team has had the fault in the past 10, 15 years of always taking Kucher or Mickelson or uh, you know these guys who have who've been around a while or Furyk. And I think these young guys understand how important this tournament is. And, you know, you, you don't know if they're going to raise their game for this type of event, but I, I can't see how they wouldn't. I mean, this is – Ryder Cup's a big deal. And even for these young guys, even though they haven't seen the dominance, they've seen the European teams celebrating all these uh, all these Ryder Cups lately. And I think there's, uh, you know, there's a lot, lot to say about how hungry these guys are about winning. Okay, so you passed over Daniel Berger, who has been legitimately great since last summer. You passed over Billy Horschel, Harris English, to name a couple, um, which I'm fine with. I'm I'm fine with Harris English and Billy Horschel being passed over. Berger is a tough one for me. I I'm I'm gonna go in the name of team chemistry and not take Pat Reed. And I, I'm I'm actually fascinated to see what happens if he doesn't make it on points and to see if Stricker takes him. Um I don't really have I don't really have a lean either way of what I think he'll do. Um but there like you mentioned there's a there's a lot of depth that you could draw from from you know the the American players. I think I think like you said. I think if Spieth continues the trajectory he's on through August, you gotta you gotta put him on this team. Um, he's been playing too good, and in a match play situation, I think he, um, as we saw this past weekend, he he would be a tough out. Um, I still like Ryan Palmer. I don't know what it is. Maybe maybe as I get older and I see these guys that are in the early forties, you know, kind of making one of these teams would be a cool moment for him. Another guy I kind of like for this golf course that you didn't mention, uh, that has been playing really well for last six months, Jason Kokrak. Um, yeah. Um, I, I think it's a decent fit there. Um, and I do like, I do like either Scheffler or Wolf making this team as the, you know, one of the other young guys to get some experience because these are the guys that are going to make up the cups for the next 10 years. Um, so I, I'd probably go Finau, Berger, Webb, Cantley. That's four. 
Uh, Speeth would be five. And I would probably go Kokrak and Scheffler right now as my my seven if I had. Uh, and and I, I'm assuming one of those guys between Finau, Berger would, would make the, the top six. Um, so I'm going to take Berger instead of Reed, but I think we're pretty similar. And I took Kokrak instead of Kisner. Um, no Kisner. No Kisner. Yeah. I'm not. I, I, yeah, I would have loved him for France. I, I just, I mean, has he played that well? Well, that's what I'm saying is is that, I mean, he he, he played okay at the early part of this week, so, you know, that, that kind of old match play came out. But you're right. I mean, he doesn't he, he doesn't play well consistent enough. And if he's crooked and, or not hitting those irons well, I mean, he's he's kind of a liability. Um, you know, because he's got such such a good uh, short game. His putting's you know usually pretty pretty well on and everything. But yeah, if he's not hitting the ball well, I I, I see what you're saying. I mean, I I don't doubt it one bit. I I just think I mean, if you just look at the full picture for the last few months, Kokrak has. I mean, he has played really well, um, and not not just the win that he got in October, but I, I, there the full body of work for a while. He, um, I think he was, I mean, he was even in the mix at Wingfoot for a while, uh, the U S open. Um, so that's, I, I think Max Homa would be really fun too. That'd be fun for, mm-hmm. um, a good team chemistry guy. He seems to get along with everyone. Um, the anti Pat Reed, so to speak. Um, but we got a long way to go, but Every every now and then, I think we'll we'll talk about the Ryder Cup, especially the closer it gets, and uh, eventually we'll talk about Europe and and the makeup of their team. And I think they're going to be pretty tough. I think, like you mentioned, um, so we move on to this week. Uh, so it's the bridge week between a WGC and the Masters next week, and um, so we got a course or a tournament that is not it's not a uh, I guess a a strong field it's it's not a a tournament that you're you're really like looking forward to that much because of that um but there's been some there's been uh there's been some guys that have won here in the last five years that are some decent names uh it's, it's the charlie hoffman open uh pretty most most years he's in the top five you know top 10 for sure um adam scott kevin chapel brendan Steele. Jimmy Walker, those kind of guys have won here recently. Um, I remember one year the the wind was blowing here. I think it was like 2016, and I couldn't believe there were so many high scores the first day because it was so windy. So this is the Oaks Course at TPC San Antonio. Um, it's over 7,400 yards. Um, I it's a pretty tough golf course, like we said, especially mm-hmm. if the wind blows. Um, I. Usually what I've seen is it, it favors guys that really drive the ball well. Um, Charlie Hoffman is a good dr- total driver of the golf ball. Kevin Chappell, when he won here, a good driver of the ball. Um, so I think for me that's something that I would consider when uh, you know placing my bets this week. Uh, what about you as far as any, any thoughts on the course, any good course fits as far as uh, style of play? We, I think traditionally um, on this golf course, you've got to be a good ball striker. I, I would actually say as a whole, because the greens 
um, are very compartmentalized with, um, they have a lot of like tiers and sections that you need to hit to. And with the addition of the length of the golf course um, with the bunkering, um, you've got to be really good off the tee. Um, and I think you got to be pretty good, uh, pretty good into the greens as well. So the strokes gain ball striking is something that I'm, I've really focused on this week. Uh, I saw a, I think I saw a statistic where like all the top five finishers over the last several years have not lost strokes with their ball striking. So, um, or maybe there's one guy and he was just under zero strokes gain ball striking. So you got to look at guys who hit the ball well because you're going to get that wind. You got the the, the greens where you got to hit it to certain sections. So uh, there'll be an importance of getting the ball off the tee, um, hitting it long, and getting in the right area, into the right angles, and then hitting good iron shots into the green to, to be able to give yourself putts. And when it's windy, in general, windy golf courses uh, for all for pros, for amateurs, for whatever. People who hit the ball more solid, so better ball strikers, tend to uh, have much more success in windier conditions. And I don't expect this to be uh, very calm at all as far as winds for four straight days. I haven't seen a forecast, but with it being San Antonio, Texas in the spring, I mean, it's it's probably going to be breezy. Yeah, we even saw it uh, in Austin on Sunday. It was yep. the the wind played a huge factor in the semis and, and championship matches. So I think it's it's more than more likely than that than you'll see a couple rounds where the wind is playing a huge factor. Uh, so DJ, it was really weird. He he committed to this tournament after he lost to Kevin Na. I don't know if that was like like screw it, you know, I'm playing or. <laughs> And then, and then today, uh, about four o'clock, then he he withdraws, and so it was almost like DJ was like, oh, you know, I actually don't want to go play that tournament. The, I forgot the Masters was. I think next it was week. like out of spite. It was out of spite or something like that. Right. He's like, nah, I'm, I'm over it. Yeah, I I I bet you it's like, oh man, the Masters is next week. Yeah, I I I, I, might, <laughs> I might actually prep for that instead. Uh, try to win two masters in six months. Um, so DJ not in the field after all. So that makes Tony fee now the favorite at plus 1100. Um, so all the guys that are under plus 3000, Scotty Shuffler coming off last week at 1400 speed at 1400 Corey Connors at 18. He is technically the defending champion with the win in 2019 Hideki at 18 answer at 20. Palmer at 25 and Tringali at 25. I have one guy in that group that I will probably bet. What do you got? Well, I, um, you know, I, I gotta be real careful with betting these. I don't think some of these top guys are going to be looking to win the event. I think they just want to get their game in good enough shape to where they feel good about going into Augusta. Um, so I, I, the one guy who that, that kind of looks, you know, I keep poking out at me here, is Scotty Scheffler, although at plus 1,400, that number seems a little bit short. I, I do kind of like a lot of these guys. I mean, I like Fino's ball striking, um, but that number at plus 1,100 scares me because I don't think the payoff on a guy who hasn't won in, in ages is worth it, even with Scheffler as well. And I don't think Jordan Spieth is going to go out and – give it give it his all and try to dominate for four rounds. I think he's going to try to 
get the ball, you know, where he's hitting the ball good and, and making putts and, and seeing lines and everything. So I don't, I don't like him. But uh, Scheffler, I guess I, I'm not going to put a lot on him because I think that number is pretty short. But um, that's the one that uh, I see that's jumping out at me. I like Corey Connors. Um, I just don't like him at eight plus eighteen hundred. It's really short for 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 him, but he has been playing exceptionally well. He's actually first in this field in total ball striking, um, and I mean, just rates out perfectly as far as you know, tee to green. And then you get on the green or around the green, and that's where his troubles normally happen. But he has the last, I guess, you know, 12, 24 rounds, he's really put the whole pieces together. Going back to the end of the Florida swing, he's really been playing well. But the guy that I, uh, I'm i going to take a chance on is uh, is Ryan Palmer at 25. Uh, he um, tw- 25th in ball striking, that's not, not – outstanding but just across the board he's in the top 35 in every statistical category in this field i think his game has really developed where he's a more complete player than he used to be um around the green he's better putting he's better 20th in this field putting um i i just like the way he's trending he hasn't won a solo event in 11 years so i guess i guess it's you could say it's not a great bet but uh he won the team event with john rom i think three years ago maybe two years ago um so he hasn't won a solo event in a long time but i i just think it's uh it's it's got some real possibility he seems to be comfortable in texas plays well there that's where he's from uh, so that's my guy, Ryan Palmer, this week at 2,500. And the next tier uh, starts with Charlie Hoffman, as we already talked about. Uh, Siwoo, uh, he's at 3,300. Siwoo at 35. Steele, Bradley, Lanto, Zach Johnson, Chris Kirk. Those are the guys under plus 5,000. Um, I don't really see anyone here that I, I would love to bet. I don't know about you. Um, a lot of the similar guys that are in, the, 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 are always in this range, the Steels, the Bradleys, uh, but offer huge question marks. Yeah, I I like the numbers. I mean, the numbers are are, are pretty good, um, but you know, they, they, it's the, you're right. They offer good value, but are they really going to win? Um, I think they're, the the expectations of them being this high in the betting odds you know, just offer like some disappointment there. Two guys I, I like though are Brendan Steele and, and Keegan Bradley. Um, but I mean, are they going to win? I, it, it's always kind of hard to say. I think Keegan, I saw he was actually, he's second in the, in the field um, in strokes game ball striking, I believe. Um, so always going to hit the ball pretty well. It's just that, that putter there. Can he make enough putts to, to win a tournament there? And then, like I said, Brendan Steele is usually a pretty solid player. Um, he can make some putts as well, good good putter. That's about it I see for value. I do see some pretty good value on the top 10 as well. Those are both at plus 400. So I might be looking to throw a little bit on each as a winner with uh, either some top 10 or top 20 as well. Remember a couple weeks ago at Honda when I when I bet Keegan and then he was making a run up the board in the third round. I think I I, yes. texted, I texted you. I'm like, man, Keegan's looking amazing. He was making everything, and and then he fell off the face of the earth the last yeah. four holes. Hit a couple water. Biggest balls. waste of a live bet I think ever because I think uh, I live bet him at that moment there, and I was like, all right, 
got some good odds, and then then he kind of went all Keegan, and and then you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I that at that time I was thinking, man, if if I could get Keegan, if I could bet Keegan, I mean to win that you know i can do no wrong but that uh it did not pan out at all um i i'm not i'm not really loving any of the guys in that range that we just talked about um i mean you could always say hoffman here but he's only he's he's won one time here he just has a bunch of good finishes um uh, it's it's still charlie hoffman of the last couple of years to me and i don't i don't i don't see it i will um take a peek at cameron davis at plus five thousand though as far as uh, total ball striking is concerned, he continues to hit the ball really well. He was around, you know, the top 10, 20 for a while at Honda uh, before he fell off, but I still like his ball striking. Um, there is one guy that I already bet today, Johnny, and he's already went down quite a bit, Sam Burns. <laughs> I, I was going to ask you if, you if this was a Sam Burns week. Yeah, Although, I think it, I think well he is not is he's not been good. He's not been good no. the last two weeks. But I think he was burnt out from the West Coast and having a couple chances to win. But I got him at I got him at eighty five hundred today and he's already down to six thousand. That's good value. Yeah. Um I won't say much else about Sam Birds until he wins again. Uh what about anyone else in that I guess five thousand to under seven thousand range for you? Anyone? Five thousand to under seven thousand? Uh, yeah. no, I mean, Bur- Burns fits the mold, so maybe he's worth, worth something there. I mean, if he starts out pretty good, I mean, he can get, he can get it rolling there. So I could, I could see that, but there's some intrigue a little bit, you know, at 7,000 plus, but that little range there, I mean, maybe Sebastian Munoz. Um, I feel like that's your know. guy. That's your guy. I just like saying Sebastian. And I, I call him Seabass every time I see him. Yeah. I think my wife's pretty tired of it. But, I mean, she's pretty tired of a lot of things I do, so it's fine. But probably, I mean, Who's the Seabass guy is probably what she's Yeah, she's probably – which is fine. I mean, she's going to know his name when he wins, and I and I bet him. But, I don't know, he's a good player. And, you know, being – I think – is he Texan or is he from Mexico? Oh, I, I don't know. I have, to, I have to check that so out. So I, I don't know. He's he's that Latin American type player. So I mean, maybe there is is something to that kind of being a quote unquote uh, hometown tournament that uh, might work. But I mean, you're you're looking at you're still looking at some flyers here as far as these win bets. For range. sure, for sure. But I, I, it is one of those tournaments that is screaming this kind well, of. That's, it's probably going to come from somewhere in there. So yeah, you're you're absolutely right. 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 Um. Plus seven thousand and above. I'll just name some names. Uh, our our guy Ricky Fowler at seventy five. Ryan Moore has played well here at plus eight thousand. Joel Damon coming off of the opposite field win, getting his first win. Happy to see that. Fun guy to root for. Plus eighty five hundred this week. Um, Eric Van Royen who played pretty reasonably last week in the in the match play. He's at plus nine thousand. That's a, that's a that's a number and. Uh, Gary Woodland at plus ninety five hundred. Um, those are some names under plus ten thousand. Before we start to get to some real deep numbers, um, any of those guys interest you? Yeah, um, that is cool about Joel Damon though. That was that was pretty neat there. He's he's so, an easy yeah. guy to root for. Really easy guy to root for. And 
he may not be sober come the first round, so I would not bet Joel Damon because usually yeah. you, you kind of want to ride these guys when they're playing well. But Joel Damon uh, is probably going to party it up and celebrate, so I wouldn't go there. One intriguing name, and I've I've um, uh, spoken negatively about him on several of these is Ricky Fowler. He is not qualified for the Masters uh, next week. Uh, this would be the first one he would have missed in several years. He can qualify as the winner, and that's the only way he can make it into the field is if he were to win. I don't see it, but if you're big believers in in fate um, or whatever it is, you can you know you could uh, you could definitely put a little bit on him. I mean, Davis Love, and back in 1995, uh, when he was like one of the best players in the world, uh, had not qualified for the Masters. Um, and he won the tournament in, um, I think it was in Louisiana at English turn. I can't remember what the Freeport MacBaran tournament is what it was mm. called. Thank you very Man. much. Yeah. And, um, he ended up finishing second to Ben Crenshaw in the, uh, 1995 masters, but he had not qualified for it. And like I said, he was, he was one of the biggest names on tour at the time in the mid nineties, uh, ended up winning that event. Um, was a couple of years ago, Ian Poulter won the, the Houston Open over uh, uh, Bo Hostler to qualify for the uh, – right. in his last opportunity to qualify for the Masters. So I'm not saying bet him, but I am not saying he's going to miss the cut, like I always say every, every single <laughs> week we talk about him. So you take that for what you want. He will probably not be on my best bet list, but take that information as you please and go from there. But um, – you 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 know I like the names that you brought up. Uh, I think Aaron Wise could be an okay option, um, and Eric Van Royen he he played pretty good. I could see him uh, him doing pretty well. Um, Adam Long maybe he's he's played uh, he's played okay here a couple weeks ago, so you could take that over. But uh, those those are the, the names I kind of like out of there. Adam Long, it's got that. It's got that huge MLB sponsorship. Uh, it's a big head. MLB logo on it. <laughs> it's a huge logo. Uh, Ricky Fowler is ninety fourth in this field in ball striking, hundred um, nineteenth in approach. It's not great. Everything says he's not going to make the cut or he's not going to play well. And I'm not saying that he is going to play well because the metrics and everything, but. This is to get into Augusta. Yeah, I'll be motivated. Just, yeah, yeah, I'm just saying that that crazier things have probably happened. Although this would probably be tied for first if it did. I appreciate the blast from the past from 1995, though. I, I did I didn't expect that. So thank you for that. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, uh, I. I just give me anyone that you like that's over plus ten thousand. I want. I'm not going to name any names. This is it. It's one of those fields where it gets, it gets real. Um, you know, you could go down to even plus two hundred, where you're like, okay, I could see that guy making a run. That guy, that guy might get into contention. Um, give me one or two of those. Okay, um, Johnny Vegas. Um, he he. I thought he was going to play pretty good in the Dominican last week. Uh, seems to show up in these events from time to time at random. Pretty good option for a first-round league guy. Uh, went to the University of Texas, so not too far away. Um, Jonathan Vegas, um, Cameron Champ, 
Um, good, pretty good ball striker, hits the ball a mile. You know, he can play pretty well. Sam Ryder shot a unbelievable 67 in in the the uh, Dominican Republic last week um, on Sunday in the crazy wind and finished actually third place. Um, and we he look at guys at, who he, play. He was good at Honda too. And he was good at Honda. Um, I, I mean, could be a first round lead thing. I mean, plus 900 uh, on a top 10, you could look at him top 10, top 20, 30, but I mean, he could carry that momentum. Um, and then one other guy, and I've got to scroll down pretty far here. I don't, like him for obviously a win, but at 250 to one, Akshay Batia, um, plus 1600 for a top 10. I probably think, I don't even think I would bet him for a top 10. He is a really good ball striker, um, hits it long, hits his irons really, really well. Um, he's that, you know, he's a real young guy, so he's still kind of learning the game there, but these are the opportunities that he needs to, um, to play pretty well. I see him possibly as a first round lead type of guy, um, I'll probably bet him in the top 30 to top 40 range, which I'm sure I could get something around plus 500 or so. So uh, he kind of sticks out to me as somebody way down the list as, as a guy to to keep my eye on. Okay. Um, I like the... I like that play. Um, I, think it's, I think it's worthwhile uh, at that number. Uh, I, I'm going to take a shot on Chase Seifert. Uh, at plus, what I see him at? 125, 125 to one. Chase has uh, uh, had some good weeks, stringing three good weeks together, um, and really, really hitted the ball well, uh, especially strokes gained approach. He's been pretty solid. He finished third at Honda. Um, uh, who else did I have circled here? Let me see. Um, oh, um, just a hunch about uh, Kevin Chappell. Um, getting back to a course where he had his only PGA Tour win at, um, I could, I, 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 for some reason, I like him as a potential first round leader guy and maybe to stay in the mix. Um, and uh, Will Gordon at plus sixteen hundred. If driving is a key, uh, this guy is he. He can really get it out there. Um, you know, there's some suspect areas of his game as far as around the green putting, but um, definitely a great driver of the golf ball. Uh, maybe he can find a hot week with the putter. Um, other than that, I don't really have anyone else farther down, which is shocking. Austin Ekro at plus 3,000, but mainly for a top 10, which would be uh, plus, t- well, it's actually plus 2,000 or 2,200. Um that's someone that I circled as well. I'm not going to go into my normal, you know, Wes Bryan and uh, those kind of guys, <laughs> Bo Hostler. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to take a shot on this week. I'm saving some of my funds for the Masters. Um, so that's that is all I got. Any other top tens, twenties matchups for you? Um. I am also going to save a lot for the Masters, but Jimmy Walker is a San Antonio native. Um, he's playing like absolute garbage right now, but being a home game for him, basically, I, I'm just I'm just kind of throwing names that I see. Um, God, I mean, if God. you could throw Wes Bryan out there, I can throw Jimmy Walker out there. That is that is fair. Well, that's that fine. I, I said I'm not 
It's going to talk about West Bryan, though. But well, I, I, so I'm doing it this time. What about uh, Rafael Campos, who should have yeah. made that putt on 18 to yeah. tie Dame? Yeah, I mean, can he yeah. take you know the, the good play into the next week? I mean, Campos is 180 to one to win. So I mean, there might be some value in a in a top 10 there. Yeah. So, I, but yeah, I don't hate that. Go ahead. I, I you you might you see that a lot though, where a guy has a heartbreaking finish or finished a second and then he, he finds a way to continue playing well into the next week. And, and you sometimes those turn out into victories and, you know, not often, but uh, you know, kind of hope that was, that was kind of tough to watch for him. Oh man. I, I got up off my couch when that putt looked good and he, he had his arm in the air and I was, I don't know why I was going to fist bump it. Cause I wanted to, uh, Joel Damon to win <laughs> But I just kind of wanted the the I think the lack of theater and drama from the uh, the uh, WGC match play just I needed some sort of spark there and I was ready to throw just a big fist pump and I just I felt just gutted when he missed it and I, oh, I'm glad yeah. he missed it but you know I guess yeah. it is what it is it's just yeah. starving just... for some Sunday drama because we you know it's been a few weeks yeah. Yeah, no, just as a golf fan, I think that you just kind of root for those those kind of putts to go in. Uh yeah, Jimmy Walker, six hundred to one. Man, he hasn't he hasn't been the same since the Lyme disease got him a few years ago. <laughs> it's not, I mean, it's just a fact. I mean, that guy has that guy was a really good player. I mean, really good player. And he's a major man, champion, isn't he? Major like champion, AJ, right? Yeah. Yeah, twenty six wow. was it twenty sixteen? Wow. Yeah, yeah, it was 2016 PGA. Yeah, yeah, too bad about uh, Jimmy Walker. Um, all right, that's all I got. If you're good, um, appreciate you coming on and uh, sharing your Texas Open thoughts. And uh, we just got one more week to the Masters week, so we just gotta gotta make it another seven days before we can talk about that. Yep, and and everybody say you know don't go don't go too crazy with this event because. Uh, we're going to have a big master show here, and we've we've traditionally picked uh, pretty good there at Augusta. I mean, it's generally not predictable, but it's uh, something that we've uh, we pay co- close attention to. So, you know, don't don't go wild here. Save some of your money back, and uh, hopefully, we'll uh, have some good picks this week. But we'll be able to use a lot of that for uh, for next week, which I am very much looking forward to. Yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, I'll be in uh, Florida on a beach next week, but I will be uh, will be uh, con- producing the show still um, in Florida. Um, and it's uh, so, yeah, the podcast is still going to happen next week. And, uh, yeah, can't wait. Uh, all right, so your best bet on Instagram and Facebook and check out our picks for the Valero Texas Open this week. Uh, appreciate everyone listening once again tuning in we'll have a big one next week um, and uh, we'll catch you then we'll see you next time